Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today's show and the entire podcast is sponsored and brought to you by Pack Racing Springs. Pack Racing Springs has jumped on board with the show because they realize that you guys are their customers. You guys, whether you're a racer, whether you're an everyday trail rider, whether you're somebody that just likes throwing money at their rig just to make it work good, and maybe you don't ride it. You're their listeners. What well, you're my listeners. You're their contacts and their customers. With over a hundred years of making high quality spring products in the United States, they specialize in a ton of different springs and spring applications. Primarily, I want to highlight their UTV spring kit. Um, you guys, I run Pack Racing Springs uh, spring kit. I've had a chance to run it for over a hundred miles now. Um, no sag in the springs. The spring power coat's doing great. Even you know when you springs go up and down, they kind of like run into each other. Um, there's been no chipping of the of the powder coat on the springs. No sagging. No weird you know over compression bend or anything like that. They're staying straight, true, and everything's been awesome with them. Um, I run their Trail Series UTV spring kit in the standard weight option. Uh, I called Chris Berger over at Pack Springs. We had a short podcast, well, about an hour, um, and we talked about everything. I really cannot speak highly enough of Pack Racing Springs and especially that UTV spring kit because I say we ran standard rate springs. Um, it's fully customizable. Uh, Chris went through and kind of we talked about how I run my rig, how I race it, um, what I tend to carry in there, every question you could think of. And he said, all right, man, I got you and just hooked me up with the exact package for my um, for my kit. If you don't want to jump to a complete spring kit, they have tender spring option kits that are just tender springs alone. I'll tell you right now, I'm pretty pissed at myself that I didn't make that jump beforehand. Um, that tender spring kit was probably the initial thing I noticed the most in ride quality improvement. Um, it's been great, absolutely great. Um, they carry UTV spring kits for Polaris, Yamaha, Can-Am, and Arctic Cat. You can check out their their website at racingsprings.com and also highly recommend you guys check out their YouTube. Um, they have some incredibly informative and educational videos. It's on their Facebook and Instagram um, and their YouTube, all pack racing springs, one word. Um, cool thing is too, and I'll eventually have this done just when you know things in life kind of calm down a little bit. Uh, they'll do a full shock rebuild, valve tune, everything for your shock to make it run exactly the way you want um, again guys we go really in depth in the Chris Berger Pack Springs uh, racing um, podcast we did with them we talk about everything so I'm not going to be the dead horse here um, but you guys can reach out to them at 866-799-9417 or you guys can shop online at racingsprings.com it's a great company rooted in American tradition manufacturing and bringing the highest quality product to off-road rigs everywhere also, they've done something really awesome. They've given us a 10% off discount code, code ROR on checkout. You get 10% off the entire website. Use it as many times as you want and on any product on Pack Racing, or on Pack Racing Springs website. That website, again, is racingsprings.com. Also, I want to give a huge shout-out to, uh, to my buddies over at All Things UTV. In this episode, we actually talk about a quick video that Dustin put up today um, about fire extinguishers and fire extinguisher mounts and, you know, it's not just him trying to sell fire extinguishers. Uh, it's him trying to prevent the situation where you lose either you know your rig, parts, whatever you're carrying. In worst case scenario, you lose your life. Uh, fire extinguishers, as someone who's watched a razor burn to the ground of one of my close friends, uh, watched it burn to the ground and had to drag a charred frame back to the uh, back to the truck. I mean, gotta have fire extinguishers and you gotta have high quality ones as well. We had a pin break. You know, I'm not going to go into it. We talk about it in this episode a little bit, actually. Um, but All Things UTV is awesome because they carry fire extinguishers, suspension components, which I highly recommend their um, trail package series if you're looking to get your suspension all fixed up right out of the gate for the price of lower A-arms and upper A-arms. You get radius rods, lower A-arms, tight rods. It's, their, um, it's the trail package for their suspension. Uh, only on allthingsutv.com. They also have blowout prices on wheels and tires all the time. Highlight the 30-inch... Oh, the freaking Roxillas. Those tires are awesome. 
I'm going to probably start running a 30-inch tire after having this conversation. It's awesome. Um, moving on, Infinite Off-Road. Infinite Off-Road has been my longest sponsor and one of my closest uh, you know, friends in the manufacturing world for off-road components. They offer a 25-year you-break-it, they-fix-it warranty on all Infinite Off-Road products. That includes pods, light bars, whips, rock lights, everything you can think of that comes with that warranty. And to be honest with you guys, the customer service is awesome. A lot of times people with good warranties sometimes are really hard to reach and get a hold of that warranty, but the guys at Infinite Off-Road are amazing. They're great customer service, and I have nothing but good things to say about them. Um, they've hooked me up a lot. They hooked me up with uh, some wheels and tires that were really hard to find. Um, and they have hooked me up with lighting, rock light kits, everything you can think of. They carry seats. They even carry like this one-off awesome cage design from Wide Open Design. Um, it's really great. InfiniteOffRoad.com and code ROCKS, R-O-C-K-S, will get you 10% off the entire website. Unlimited use for any product on their site. I do want to give a shout out. One more sponsor we've picked up, um, Gigabyte Nutrition. Gigabyte Nutrition is actually a uh, personal training service that is local to me. Um, I am down about 50 pounds from where I started. Well, I'm down about 25 all in all. Um, but, you know, the scale says a couple different things. Um, my goal is to lose about 50 pounds, um, 25 right now in about six weeks. So uh, they're great. They help with food, exercise, everything. You can reach them at Gigabyte Nutrition on Facebook. And uh, they do my entire food. They tell me what to eat and how to train and do everything in between. 50 bucks a month, super cheap uh, for what it is. And they do weekly check-ins. Uh, and spoiler, it's me who does it. Uh, that is a side gig that I have. But that's just a little tidbit there. I'm really glad you stayed through the reads because today's episode is awesome. Sam Carter is awesome. Sam Carter is my age. I didn't realize. And he's out here killing it. Um, we talk about Plum Buck, the buggy. We talk about his UTV. Uh, talk about what it's like to be on a hot streak. I mean, this dude's killing it right now. He's, uh, you know, top ten we think uh, in the in the leagues right now. And you know, his goal is to have a top five finish. And I definitely think that he'll be there, given the current standard that he is setting for every single race. Um, nothing but good things to say about this hardworking guy. And uh, on top of that, please listen to the end. And uh, we got some got some good information. Not going to lie, I actually drop a little bit of spoiler for the new 2020 Polaris. This is actual confirmed information from the Polaris team. Um, you know, I can't leak out my sources any more than that. But uh, we can just start there and uh, we'll just jump right into it. Without further ado, everybody, Sam Carter. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us, and let's talk about racing on the rocks. This call is now being recorded. Sam Carter, ladies and gentlemen. Sam, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you, sir? Dude, I'm doing great. Um, this is going to be kind of a, a new one for me because uh, I'm using a little bit of new software, so we're trying something new. And uh, you and I had a very brief conversation beforehand, so this is all um, its all quick and it's all new. So um, I don't know anything about you. So I wanted you to kind of get the chance to tell me about yourself and what you do outside of racing um, so that that way I can get to know you um, just like everybody else is. I got you. So uh, where, are you, where are you based out of? Uh, I live in Bacoshi, Oklahoma. It's a real small town here, uh, just right south of uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. Uh, it's probably, I don't know, 1,000, 1,200 people in the town. It's just a real small town here. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, what do you do for work? Uh, I'm a trucking company. Do you guys, uh, I mean, do you haul anything in particular, or is it a little bit of everything? Uh, I used to be cattle for a long time, and... Uh, you know, kind of went all over the world, and you know, I've got a got a trailer for just about everything. Uh, we mainly stay with flatbed now, and you know, just kind of whatever customer needs, we we got a trailer for it and can do it. Yeah, what's the uh, what's the craziest thing you've ever had to haul? Oh, I don't know. What heck? I've I've hauled some pretty pretty crazy stuff. Uh, I actually had a customer one time that uh that called me from Oklahoma and and paid me to drive all the way to all the way to Amarillo and 
they crashed a, a a cow trailer, and I paid full price just to haul one cow trailer or one a uh, one bull back, Manarello. He wanted the wanted the bull to feel like it had its had plenty of space. <laughs> wow, that's crazy, man. That's uh, I, I, I guess yeah, I guess people look at what we do though and think that it's pretty crazy too. Um, oh yeah, I do it every day. Yeah, yeah. So outside of racing, um, what do you like to do? You know, obviously work keeps you busy, racing keeps you busy. Um, is there anything else you like to do outside of the sport? Oh uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a huge outdoor fan. I mean, I I hate being inside. I, just, I can't stand it. Uh, you know, any, anything outdoors, I love, I love hunting and fishing. Uh, you know, always riding around and hanging out with friends. Uh, love going to the lake. You know, lake's a huge thing in the summertime. You got to keep cool because it's it's hot in Oklahoma. Or it is. Uh, it's it's hot lake. this year, especially. Oh yeah, huge wakeboarding fan, and you know. Anything that's got a motor, you know, I'm, I'm into anything that's got a motor pretty much. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's just dive right in then. Um, how did you get into the sport of off-roading? Uh, I've, since I was a little kid, I've always had a, you know, we grew up on a, you know, dirt bikes and three-wheelers. And, you know, ever, ever since I was five, six years old, I was always, you know, pretty wild on whatever I was on. And then four-wheelers, you know, started getting bigger and more powerful, and I started getting, you know, doing a little bit more crazy stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, growed up like that, and then a first Razor came, and the, the 800, I believe, uh, got one of them and rode one, and I just thought it was, you know, pretty cool, and yeah. started, to, you know, started being pretty crazy, and decided to enter in a local, in a local event around here on the Razor, and in a bone stock 800, and... And, you know, pretty well, pretty well clean house that weekend, and, you know, I was pretty well hooked on it every time, and then, uh, uh, we always had a, just a basic stock Jeep, and I'd done crazy stuff on the Jeep, and first time I was around one that was four-linked, you know, I actually built for it, I was, I was definitely hooked ever since. Yeah. And then, uh, we, uh, we started hanging out and seeing some, some of our friends that had some, some rock bouncers around, and I thought it was just the neatest thing ever. So uh, I got a ride in one one time, and you know, a buddy talked me into into getting into his rock bouncer and never driving it before and racing it in a race. And mm-hmm. you know, I done I done a backflip off of a off of a wall and still still on first place that weekend. So I was I've been hooked ever since. What race was that? At a, was that at a race that people would know? Uh, yeah, it was at a, a, it's actually called Rally in the Valley. It's kind of a local, local, uh, race over here in, uh, in Oklahoma. Pretty, pretty good event for where we live around here. Yeah. There's, I don't know, a few thousand people that show up to it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, a few thousand people at any event seems to be doing pretty good. Yeah, it was, wasn't really just an event. I mean, it was just kind of a get together and had real small, small stuff, but I was the first one that, it went so crazy on it, and everybody was kind of kind of hooked on it since, I guess. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So, how old are you right now? I'm 24. 24. Okay. So, for those who don't know, I'm 24 as well. So, it's good to uh, it's good to have another young gun floating around the game. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, let, let's just like obviously you're on a hot streak right now. Um, you're just you've won. Have you you've placed really high in back to back races? Is it correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, try to. Okay. Been in the top ten pretty much the the uh, pretty much the whole racing time. Um, or I tried to anyways. Yeah. Uh, started off with a started off with a really janky old buggy and just didn't work. And then we got a the old buggy that I had before the Predator buggy is what it was called and. Uh, it actually worked pretty good, you know, just didn't have enough motor and put a bigger motor and, and done pretty well. Um, then ended up getting a, uh, the new buggy that I've got now and it works, you know, works phenomenal. Yeah, it's, uh, so I, we'll go ahead and talk about that new buggy. Um, it's, uh, it's Plum Buck built by Timmy Cameron, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so, you know, he built this buggy to be his trail riding rig. And, you know, obviously, he, I feel like he only trailroaded a handful of times, uh, you know, a handful of times at Republic or that I heard about. And then, 
you know, next thing I know, it's gone. How, how did that, like, you know, for, I want to ask you this first. When you see he's got this trail rig, you know, how did you become aware of the rig and, and be like, hey, I want to buy this. This is something I want. Uh, he had he had uh, talked about building the rig a long time because I'd raced with him in the in the season before he had built it when I owned the Windsor buggy and and I'd seen the way all of his other machines work, you know, and and uh, I figured whatever he was building would be pretty good and I was kind of interested and when it finally came out and I seen some videos of it, I was I was definitely interested and told him I'd like to have a shot at buying it if I could and you know I just kind of went from there. Yeah, so was he open to selling it straight out of the gate? Because he only had it for a short period of time. No, he wasn't. He, no, he, wasn't. he, wanted, to keep, he, he wanted to keep it. That's awesome. So how long did he actually have the rig, you know, from completion to when you sold it? How long did he have it? Oh, uh, that, that I'm not really for sure. I know he had it, oh, I don't know, a few months, I'm sure. I, I'm not sure on that one, but I know he had it for, for a while. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, you know, if if it were me who built a chassis and put all the work into it, I would hang on to that thing until you know the last bit of frame existed. And, you know, it's crazy that that he'll build stuff and just kind of like you know next year or a couple of years build something else and just pass it on along. But yeah, enough about that. What were you think? Uh, he's an excellent builder, and a lot of people like doing different things, and I guess he likes building building buggies and he's good at it so yeah he is yeah and, and you're exactly right man sometimes uh change is what people like the most but uh you know just going into it when you got the rig did it perform the way that you wanted to oh yeah it was it was awesome it was compared to compared to the machine that i had before it was just way different machine there was nothing wrong with the one before it's just a complete different there's always always room for something better and uh I felt like it was way better than what I was with before, you know, the way I got. Yeah, the the rig you had beforehand, it was uh, four-link front and rear, and it was it was more of the, you know, I, I'm, I'm phrasing it like this to people now, about you have this new style of bouncer with the trailing arms, um, a little bit more, you know, tuned suspension with bypasses on all corners, um, and that's like, you know, version 2.0 of the rock bouncer. And, and obviously, there were more versions beforehand, but... You know, the old style buggies were the four link, you know, uh, coil, just coilovers and, uh, axle mounted coils, things like that. And, uh, that seemed to be like version one that of all the rock concerts everybody ran. Um, yeah. coming from that version one to that version two, what was the first thing you noticed, like difference? Like, wow, this is so much better. What was it? Uh, just how much better, how much harder I can get, you know, get objects. Take, take jumps a whole lot harder and yeah. you know it just yeah. overall the whole entire car just performed no not even comparison better yeah hey you got a little bit of wind behind you or, or sound of back or noise in the background a little bit so um just want to let you know. yeah cool Perfect. i'm out, outside here with the truck <laughs> there you go of course uh but uh yeah so obviously you can hit things a little bit harder you can you know it can kind of take the abuse do you accredit that totally just to the fact that the suspension is that much more designed and that much more like well designed? Oh yeah, yeah. There's no comparison if you've had the one before to this one. And you said there was a motor. You know, you jumped in motor like in horsepower as well, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you pretty much just went from you know good to better. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's always room for better. The other one never had a problem. One, I actually still have the motor. Oh, wow. Right now, I never never had a problem one with it. I just I wanted a whole lot more power. Yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. So now that you've had a little bit of seat time in it, because because what I, my goal here is to talk a little bit about the rig, and uh, we'll kind of move on from there. But now you've had you know some time in the rig. Is there anything that you've changed since you got it that made it better? Uh, yeah, we we've changed the suspension on it. We've uh. We've changed the transmission in it, we've changed the motor in it, we've changed the steering in it, we've added panels to it. Um we've done complete electrical system just because of the motor. Yeah. Uh, just I mean, pretty pretty much every single thing in it, you know, except for the frame and you know, the geometry of the uh of the suspension. We just yeah. you know, spent some time and stuff. Yeah. Um that is that is something I mean that people don't understand is once you get a buggy and you race it, I mean pretty much the entire thing comes apart often. You know, it seems like all the time I see guys and 
the whole motor's pulled out or they're redoing every single detail about the entire thing and it's just cost of racing, you know? Yep. That is correct. Well, uh, you know, now that you've got it to a point, you know, that you're winning races, you're top ten competitive, is there anything with the buggy that you like would like to make an improvement on? Uh, I think the buggy works works awesome. I haven't had any any major problems. I've, you know, I've got great people that help me out with all the products on it, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that helps out tremendously. And uh, I guess the main thing is just more seat time now. It's just it's hard for me to own a trucking company. I don't ever have a lot of time to just go out and and drive it hardly. So yeah, when people yeah. see me race it, it's pretty much at a race. The only time I get to get behind the wheel of it, but. Hmm. So, and I'm just going to do a quick run through um, of the rig. I'm looking at a picture of it. It looks like you have a like trail ready wheels and super swampers. Are this trail ready? Yep. Okay. Trail ready wheels, um, super swampers. What size tire are you run? The 43. Uh, 43 inch. Okay. Cool. Cool. And uh, you've got King bypasses, King coilovers. Um, now, are you using King springs as well, or are you using a different kind of spring? Uh, they are the pack racing springs. Yeah, pack racing makes a hell of a spring because um, the amount of work that goes into those and the durability of those springs is just unparalleled, for sure, for sure. Yes, sir. Um, but you look like you got, uh, are, you, are you running, what what axles are you running underneath there? I can't, I'm not going to make a call here. <laughs> it's the uh, 14 boats and the uh, Overson. Gotcha. Uh, it looks like you got rear steer. So I always want to yep. know. You know, you, I've uh, seen you drive, you know, you use your rear steer. Uh, how, how does that come into play when you're actually out there racing? Is this something that you're like, you know, on the fly, just like second nature, making the change, or how does that go for you? If somebody's never had one before, I've had it on a trail Jeep before, so I was kind of, kind of used to it. Uh, mm-hmm. always wanted it on, you know, always wanted it on other machines and didn't have it, and, uh, I think it's, if you're good at it and use it at the correct time, it's it's absolutely helpful. But it can also hurt you hurt you a lot more than it can help you. It hurt me a whole lot. Starting off in the rig, I wanted to use it a lot more than I should have. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was new to the rig and and uh, not very much seat time behind it. But you know, I've had quite a bit of seat time now and gotten gotten a lot more comfortable with it and actually learned when to use it and not to use it now. I'm still yeah. learning, but gotten better anyways. Yeah. Um, everything else looks pretty standard. Uh, I love, love, love the way he does his rear trailing or his rear uh, sway bars. Um, that's just absolutely awesome. Um, everything else, um, you know, go look up the plum buck buggy and you'll uh, you'll see it. Uh, it's pretty pretty much another iconic buggy that has not been matched in design before. Um, anything else you want to know about? Uh, Kind of like how the pieces, or you know, parts on the buggy, how the pieces fit together. Is there anything else that's unique that you want to mention about the buggy? No, uh, ever. I mean, every buggy, every single buggy out there, there's, there's no really no two buggies the same. Um, everything is kind of different in their own. Or whether the the maker makes something different, or you know, the customer that has it something different. Um, I, I mean, mine's not really a one-off one, but. I like to be a little bit different than, than most people, or I try to, you know. And mm-hmm. I mean, everything on it kind of got its own little personal touch. Yeah, I would definitely consider yours a one-off, though, because, you know, you have, like, Hellbent, and you have uh, Showtime 2.0 that Brandon Davis runs, and, you know, they, they look similar to a certain degree, but the design on yours, it, it looks, you know, it looks like the shocks are at a more, at a more you know, uh, sort of a vertical angle, like they're standing up a little bit straighter. Um, you know, have you ever gotten a chance to ride in, in Showtime 2.0 or Hellbent or, like, look at it or in terms of, like, being in there when it's running? Uh, no, not not being in the seat, but I've watched a lot of videos and, uh, you know, watched them work, you mm-hmm. know. I, I'm curious. Yeah, I would be curious to see how yours compared to those two, you know, what the differences are because, you know, every time somebody builds a buggy, they build it better, and uh, yours is different than the rest of them, and obviously it works because, you know, you watch a video of your rig, and the entire suspension is just like you, you float, and everything looks right, and it looks like it works really well. Yeah, it is. It works It works very well compared to not saying other rigs are, are not just as capable. It just it seems like it works very well, and, you know, it does do a really, really good job. It makes stuff that you'd never think that, 
as possible. Just you know, feel like it's not even there. So, where, what what is your favorite type of hill to climb? Do you pick you know loose dirt, big rocks? What what, what is like your dream hill? Uh, every hill is different, but we've got you know we've got a lot of motor now, and you know, and I I like a lot of horsepower, and uh, I don't like it I don't like it too easy though. I like a I like a hill that kind of shows driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily one that's not climbable, but uh, I like one that you know it's got a lot of places, a lot of opportunities to to use the horsepower you have. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also like some some pretty good ledges and you know some pretty technical stuff that that shows driver driver and machine a whole lot better than just getting on a long straight hill and, and gassing on it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, where's your favorite place, or, you know, we'll say this season, where's your favorite hill that y'all climbed? Uh, we've been to, we've been to several, several parks. Um, not, not necessarily a, a favorite. Um, I would say probably, uh, it's a, it's not a Southern Rock race, but, uh, there's a part, a part called Mid America. Mm-hmm. It's up here in uh, Jay, Oklahoma, and it's by far probably the the best park that I've been to, hands down. The guys up there are awesome. The uh, the hills was was pretty challenging, uh, pretty much vertical and really loose, and with a lot of ledges and tight turns in it. So I'm, I'd probably say that was probably my favorite one. They had a had a pretty good price, and I actually. Got lucky and pulled off a first place win on that one, also. So, yeah, I'm actually, uh, you know, everybody knows as I'm doing these uh, interviews, I'm, I'm sifting through things, and I'm actually watching you climb this hill. And was this the first uh, hill climb event that they've had? It it's called Mid America, right? Yes, correct. Okay, Mid America Outdoors. Is that the first hill climb that they've had there? This is the first, the first, first time they've run big buggies in. We've had some, we've had a lot of racetracks there for razors and uh we had a bounty hill there last year that was pretty challenging for razors but this is the first year that that they had a uh they actually had a hill climb i believe nick is the one that that put it on and and had something had a big part to do with that i really appreciate him for putting it on there and and picking such an awesome park and you know the owners of the, the park just hands down you know just awesome guys up there Good man, uh, we're we're definitely going to be uh, we're going to be talking to Nick here soon on the show and just kind of get his idea for what he has in mind for the future. Because I mean, this is a guy who's coming in and changing the the dynamic of the sport. And uh, you know, Southern Rock Racing seems to be the, the classics, and uh, you know, Pro Rock is putting on the endurance series now as long as well as some killer hills. But um, Nick's bracket buster challenges and you know what he had going in Mid America, uh, it seems awesome. Everything about it just seems. It's a fresh breath, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was really awesome. Well, cool, man. Is there anything else about this park? Like, you know, a lot of our listeners are, you know, just recreational weekend trail rider guys, and uh, would you recommend just your everyday person to come check out this park? Oh, yeah, most definitely. The, the, they've got vendors there all the time. They've got, they actually got a swimming pool there on the place. They have a... They have a bar built on the place there also. They have many cabins. It's just way nicer than, I mean, they're best, they're better than Best Western on the park. Uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not for sure, but I think they have about 50 RV hookups. Wow. How many acres is the park? Uh, I think, I'm, I'm going to say they told me 700 acres or something. It's a pretty good sized park. There's yeah, that's good. A lot of riding those. Anywhere from somebody on a on a standard four wheeler to you know to pretty pretty well a full built machine to be there. So they've got a little bit of everything. It's an awesome awesome part for the family and everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I believe that a lot of our listeners will definitely check it out because um, you know just like what you said, I've heard nothing but good things about it so far. Um, and all the other leagues that aren't making it out there, you guys make it out there. It's, this is an awesome place. And, uh, you know, it looked like there was a really good spectating area as well. Oh, yeah, by, by far this was probably one of the, that's what a lot of people, uh, you know, us as racers, we, we like to go out and see it, but mm-hmm. as far as the spectators, if they can't see it, they don't want to drive that far or, or come all the way down there if they can't see very much. Right. I think that's a huge part. They could see every bit of it. And then while the while the racers was actually getting ready and in between, in between runs, the guys at Mid America had some mud pits and some other stuff going on the whole time, so it kept everybody entertained. Nobody was bored. 
so it was a really good time. Yes, shout out to Mid America because number one complaint that I have going to any race, uh, which Nick did a really good job here at the Bracket Busters, because there's no time in between. You know, obviously if somebody flips over, you got to get them off the course, but you know when there's 10, 15 minutes between runs in a race, people leave. People don't want to stay, and that's ridiculous. And you know, yeah, I, I'm, I don't, I've I don't, seen it. We've seen it time after time. A lot of a lot of guys that come to watch actually have to walk walk several several hundred yards or you know no telling how far to actually get down to somewhere and then they don't they don't want to just sit and not see no action especially during summertime it's too hot to be doing that so i, I yeah. understand completely yeah absolutely and it's good it's good to hear that the drivers are aware of that too because you know uh, us as the people you know me as the media the everyday person as the people and you guys as the drivers you know our voices matter so if there's something that needs to be changed you know this is a great chance for drivers to get out and say, hey, this is something we want to change as drivers, and I'm hopefully, you know, echoing the voice of the people because I have people every single day message me, hey, man, you know, I would love to come do this, but, you know, blank, insert this answer, and uh, hopefully I do a good job at raising awareness for those things. So, um, you know, I think the right people are listening. I know they are. They're talking to me. Everybody's talking to me. But aside from that, um, it also looks like you have a badass razor buggy too. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, that's a, uh, it was actually a, a 2017 Turbo Razor. Uh, we uh, had a pretty nasty, pretty nasty bottoms a couple years ago on it, and uh, I decided I was going to turn it into a chassis. Mm-hmm. I actually had Justin at Razor Shop Customs build it to me. Uh, Took it and took my razor to him and kind of told him what I wanted and and I took off from there and uh yeah it works works very well um, yeah it does it looks like definitely voice so let me ask you this just a little side note um why orange everything uh orange pretty much everything I own is just orange I've liked orange since I was a little kid and, <laughs> and uh, pretty well everything I own the semis are orange a bunch of my trailers are some, everything I own has something something orange on it it's just kind of just, just love the color orange yeah man if, it, if it's any if it makes you feel better orange is my favorite color I had a uh, had a two door bright orange Jeep JK for like five years man it was uh, it's awesome best car I've ever had um, really awesome. yeah yeah um, but moving on back to the Razor what size tire are you running on here uh, I run uh, anywhere from 29 inch to to 30 inches is about all I stay with all the time. So why not 32? Uh, I just feel like I have I feel like my car handles better with uh with smaller tires. Uh, there's nothing wrong with bigger tires. You get more ground clearance. Uh, but you also bigger tires, more breakage. I feel like uh, maybe just personal preference, but uh, I feel like more breakage and. And it, it, the razor just all around likes the smaller tires better. And that's just kind of what I'm used to, you know, kind of growing up and doing crazy stuff before I started racing. And I'm just kind of comfortable with it. And just kind of kind of works well for me. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you, man, I'm I'm looking at racing Ultra 4 next year. And um, a lot of the Ultra 4 guys are running 32-inch tires now. And I've got 32-inch stickies on mine right now. And it's it just it, you feel it in everything. And exactly what you said, man. It just, it wants, like, I feel like it just wants to break, you know? It wants to complain about something every single time I get in there. So, I understand. I, I've been really tossing around the idea of 30s. Do you find yourself bottoming out a lot on these hills, or do you think, you know, you're hitting it fast enough where you, it's, it's going to go over one way or another? Uh, no, I haven't really, uh, I haven't really bottomed down very many. Uh, my chassis is pretty long, so I do on certain stuff, but that's why we, Probably trusting our skid plate and strong parts, and yeah. long, you know, as long as you have enough momentum, uh, you can pretty much float over most of it. That's the plan, anyways. Yeah, that's very true, and that's that's the mindset you got to have if you're gonna make it to the top. That's for sure. Uh, yes, so let's sir. see. Any uh, any parts on your UTV that really make it work good? Anything you like the most? Like any big improvements other than the chassis itself? Uh, just uh. Uh, I'm running ORB suspension. Uh, they've been really good to me. Um, I've actually absolutely thrashed them and and never never had a failure. Um, 
I've bent one or two before on some really bad wrecks, but that's pretty much any product if you have a bad one. Um, mm -hmm. Them guys have been standing with me for a long time. Um, that and uh, Evolution Power Sports is, is uh, the power on the buggy and the and the clutching has definitely helped out tremendously. And then uh, uh, Gary at G-Force uh, Suspension Technologies uh, uh, worked on my suspension a little bit, and it definitely made night and day difference. Good, good, good. Uh, I want to ask you, you know, you said you, you have the, the Evo tune on there. Um, it, was it a big difference running 30s for you to put that tune on there? Because essentially you took the stock tire and wheel, and that's why people think that they need a tune is, okay, I've changed tire and wheel size, I need to get a tune, I need a clutch kit. You know, did it make a big difference for you to do those things, you know, just, just running that standard 29, 30-inch tire size? Oh yeah, it, it definitely helps. Anytime you put bigger tires on anything, you can definitely tell the difference. Um, uh, the the power, uh, I've got I've got quite a bit of power on it, so it I can turn thirty thirty twos and not even tell they're on there hardly. But mm. the the power definitely helped a whole lot, especially the clutching, because then belts take a thrashing all the time. Yeah. Uh, what what tune are you running on there? Uh, I've got a uh, just a stage two from Evo. Okay. Now, what is their, like, they have a lot of different stages. I feel like it goes all the way up to six, correct? Yes. Yep. Up to six, is, to six R, I believe. So, is two just an ECU flash? Yep. Yep. Okay. Just, just go around all your factory parts and, and just flashes it on a razor, and I, I believe 20, 25 more horses is all it is, but sure. on a razor, it's pretty huge. Yeah, that's a huge difference. I mean, just for a flash running 25 more horsepower, that's uh, kind of bananas. It's crazy. Yeah. Between that and the clutch, definitely helps a lot. Yeah, I was about to say, do you know how much off the top of your head a tune is for, like, a, like your stage two tune? Do you know what that market value is? Uh, I think if you send your computer into them and send back, I think, to the to the average uh, customer, uh, I want to say it was anywhere from three to $600 range, something like that. It changes quite a bit of stuff in there, too. Mm -hmm. I think so that's what it was. You said that's a good investment, though. That, I mean, that's, obviously, that's a, that's a little bit of money. Uh, you would you would do that if you were if you're paying, you know, the top six hundred dollars, for example. You pay it. Oh, definitely. Good, good to know. I may be having to look in the back and get me a tune for my car. <laughs> uh, definitely, not day difference. Well, good man. Uh, so, you know, we talked about the rigs. Is there anything about your like your race program that that really makes you happy, uh, or you know, is there anything about you know? your program that sets you aside that is making you so successful? Um, I just, I love meeting new people. I, I love the fans watching. Um, that's huge. I mean, it, it wouldn't be nothing if nobody was watching the fans wasn't coming out. You know, it wouldn't, wouldn't be that exciting. Yeah. Uh, love the adrenaline and, you know, I love racing the competition for sure. It's getting tougher every single year. It is. Uh, it's like a lot of really good drivers coming out and, a lot of really good rigs. It's making everybody push push way harder. But I'd, I'd say the main thing is probably the probably the fans. That's awesome, dude. Uh, well, let me ask you this: uh, What axles are you running in your razor? I've got a Rhino 2.0s. So I feel like a lot of the bouncer guys they either run, you know, I've seen Turner, I've seen uh, what's the other really expensive set? R RCV, um, you know. I have talked to Dustin Robbins from All Things UTV, and he uh, he mentioned he's going to run King of Hammers on just the Rhinos, and like I feel like Rhinos catch a lot of hate, and they're good axles; they hold up. Do you, uh, do you feel pretty strongly that those Rhinos can like take the abuse? Like, have you been running them long enough to like you know sign your name next to them? I've had, I'm sure ever ever axle out there is just as. I'm sure they're all pretty close into them, but uh, mm -hmm. I've had them in all my, you know, my trail riding razors, and uh, I've had them in this race rig for, I believe, two years now, and I've actually, I've only broke one, and that was because of a tie rod failure, and that was actually not because of a tie rod, it was because a boat broke, sheared the boat off, and tie rod broke, so something's got to give, Yeah. but uh, yeah. I'd say they're pretty strong, because I've, I took a beating, and I know a, I know a huge amount of people that's running them, and and never had a problem, and then there's also just just like any other product. I mean, it's only it's machine. Anything can break. It's man-made. 
Well, that's good, man, because, again, I hear, you know, a lot of people feel like they need to spend, you know, thousands of dollars on axles, and, you know, not that rhinos are cheap by any means, but they definitely are a more, you know, everyday person can afford rhinos, you know? Yes, sir. That's cool, man. Uh, trying to think about everything else, man, because we pretty much just ran through uh, the rigs. Anything else noteworthy about your cars that you want to mention? Uh, my rock bouncer, uh, it's a huge thing to KK Performance. Uh, a guy named Chris, he's actually the one that built the motor and, and tuned it and stuff. Uh, he's just real awesome. I want to want to thank him and you know thank all the power and awesome motor that he built for me and, and you know everybody else that's that's helped me out on the products of the cars and you know helped me to help me to get where I'm at now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for this year, right now, where are you standing? in the Rock Bouncer series, where are you at in point shape? As far as that, I'm not really sure. I haven't looked at it in a while. Uh, I started the season off. Uh, we kind of, we started the, the motor build pretty late and didn't uh, didn't get parts done in time, so I started the season off in a, in a loaner buggy, I believe the first three races. And uh, just like any other build, we had some bugs to work out the next race, so mm -hmm. it kind of, it kind of throwed my, you know, my standing in the season way off. But yeah. we're trying to trying to catch up. I believe I'm almost in the top ten if I'm not new. So you're still you're still in the top ten for the season, though. I believe so. I, I may be wrong on that. I haven't looked at it in a while. But if not, I'm I should be pretty well close. We're, well, we'll just call trying it top to at 10. least get trying to at least get in the top ten for the end of the season. Sure, sure, like to be in the top five. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, the Razors, the UTVs, side by side. Where are you at in that lineup? Uh, I believe also. I believe it's in the top ten also. Okay. Now, is your goal for what was that? Had quite, we had quite a bit of quite a bit of problems with it working on the on the transmission and some minor issues. It's it's cost the first couple of races, but just what is uh, just like what, any other what's uh, transmission problems on it? I had some transmission problems and some electrical problems. Okay. It kind of sounds like you're a little far away on your microphone there. Hear me now? Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, so you're just, you just you mentioned transmission problems. Are you having, you know, are you dealing with one thing breaking over and over again? No, it's just, it took a lot of abuse. Just, uh, just part of any other machinery. Um, just trying to work out some small bugs. Yeah. Coming out of gear every once in a while and stuff. And just real fine adjustment. Razor transmissions are a real finicky um getting the getting the gear shifters lined up perfect. Yeah, that's true. They're real finicky on just surviving. <laughs> that's the only part that I've just totally destroyed. Well I didn't totally destroy it, but that's the only part major part that I've ever broke that in a front diff and man it was it was such a big pain in the ass I'd sold the buggy instead of fixing the transmission. <laughs> yep. Uh but that being said man, it's good to know you where you're at in points. Um you're obviously you're going to be at all the Southern Rock Racing Series. Um, when is the next race for the Southern Rock Racing Series? Uh, we have we have uh, one coming up in two weeks, I believe, up in two weeks there. And uh, try to uh, we we raced some of the Outlaw Series also, and, and really had a lot of fun at the Outlaw Series. Going to try to hit some of them, and and uh, if the work work cooperates with us correctly, uh, would like to go to some of the Pro Rock Racing too, if yeah. possible. So let me ask you this: um, what what's what makes the uh, what makes the outlaw races so good? Because I've been kind of I haven't really keep kept an eye on them that much, um, but it seems like they run a different format of racing. I've I've seen head to head, side by side, and okay, the side by side racing is definitely definitely awesome. It's kind of gives everybody something more to look at besides just one rig. Uh, mm -hmm. It was definitely fun. You know, it's it's kind of good to look over and. And see the guy you're racing next to, if you know if you need to go faster because he's ahead of you or not, you know. And it's true. And uh, it, it's definitely awesome. Guys over there are really good people too. Well, good man. Now, Pro Rock, Pro Rock has uh, what seems to be the big ledges. Pro Rock seems to race the big hills. Um, not that it, it, any of the other leagues don't race big hills, but it seems like every Pro Rock race is just a nasty monster hill. Is that pretty much the feel for it? Yep, that's what I'm. That's what I believe. The uh, 
that it's like to make it a little bit more challenging than everybody else. Yeah. What, uh, what, you know, you mentioned you'd like to hit a couple of pro rock races. Is there any one location that you'd like to go for a pro rock race in specific? I'd like to be all of them, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's, you know, pretty tough to, to hit all of them and, and, you know, try to, try to live your, you know, personal life also and you yeah. know, try to run a business. So it's pretty, pretty tough to do all that, but sure going to try all of them if we can. Yeah. No, I, trust me, I, I understand just being it, just showing up is half the battle. That's probably more than half, honestly. Yep, but, uh, that's correct. You know, uh, the rest of the season's coming. Obviously, Southern Rock Racing Series, Outlaw, a little bit of Pro Rock. Um, you know, what do you have in mind for the rest of the season? Is, is the goal, you know, to, to you know, obviously you're trying to chase that top five win, but is there anything in mind that you'd really like to have for the rest of the season? Would you like for the buggy to last? Would you like, you know, five more first places? What, what, what's your main goal for the rest of the season? Uh, I, just like anybody else, I'd, I'd really like to, to stay, you know, podium. Mm-hmm. It sure be nice to podium the rest of the year. Uh, and, you know, the main thing is just, you know, hope, you know, hope that the products are going to last and don't have any breakage and, you know, hope we can push our cars harder and harder and, you know, try to finish out the season and, you know, as high as, high as possible and, you know, not have no breakage. That way we can make the next race in time. Yeah, true that, man. True that. I hope that for all the racers and nobody breaks. Um, so, that being said, we'll wrap that up for the season. I got a couple of questions I just want to ask you as a as an off-road guy, a razor guy. Um, you know, I'm seeing that uh, you went to King of Hammers, or it looks like you, you didn't, I don't know if you're in King of Hammers, but uh, yep. you went to Johnson Valley. How is riding in the West Coast? I like to ask everybody. It's really awesome. It's definitely, if somebody has a chance to, to experience that, uh, it's definitely something that you need to experience. It's it's nothing like anywhere that I've been around, you know, in Central or East Coast. Uh, just a, you know, awesome view out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the the riding is unlimited. So it's, you know, it's you, you can be in flat land or, or be in some really bad rocks or, you know, just kind of whatever you want still. Is it better or worse than Central and East Coast riding? Uh, it just depends. Everybody likes something different. Um, I would I would say it's a, I don't know, I'd say it's kind of intermediate. Yeah. It just depends on what everybody likes something different, but definitely if you like sand and a lot of, a lot of wide open, wide open driving, you know, and get to feel the whoops and, you know, test out your suspension, it's definitely the, I'd definitely say try to make it out there at least once. Yeah, I'm trying to, man. I'm trying to get to, uh, trying to, for a company to step up and get me to Johnson Valley this year for King of Hammers, and I hopefully can do some media coverage for them and uh, get my car out there, and, you know, hopefully we'll have a good time and I'll be able to see everybody out there. Um, yep, yep, but, we're going to, we hope to try to go out there and, and race the backdoor showdown again this year. And uh, What did you play last year? Because I was pretty sure you were there. Uh, we didn't didn't get to bring the car last year. We were still working on the motor. That was that was uh, the reason we didn't get to bring it last year. Was it? But we, have you raced that door shootout before? Yep, yeah, I've raced it the, the year before last, I believe. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. How did you guys do in that? Uh, we, we, we practiced a lot all weekend, and then uh, the night of the backdoor shootout, we come around and, and just had a bad bounce and ended up turning over and, and ended up having a DNF on it. I was yeah. still still new to the car, and and uh, it was dark time, so it made it pretty difficult. But yeah. just part of part of learning how to drive your rig and trying to get better, I guess. Yeah. No one's fault but bone. Just a well, driver error. It happens. Uh, if you had any advice to give, you know, someone who rides trails has been around the sport for a while and kind of knows the ropes, but they they were gonna you know hey I'm gonna race this year in the Southern Rock Racing Series or I'm gonna race Pro Rock or Outlaw. Um, what advice would you give them? Uh, just just always be safe. Uh, never uh, never you know never ride without a seatbelt. I see people get hurt all the time and uh, Crazy. there's been you know there's been several fires. Uh, make sure you got a fire extinguisher and mm-hmm. you know just strong parts I guess. Yeah, Everybody have fun and be safe. Yeah, absolutely, and, and it's funny you say that. Dustin Robbins from All Things UTV actually put a video up on her, and we shared it on the Facebook today about fire extinguishers and mounts and all that kind of cool stuff. And um, fire extinguishers aren't that expensive. Mounts aren't that expensive, folks. Get one in your car. 
Um, I had I watched my buddy's razor, my friend I went riding with one time watched it catching flames, and uh, you know that was it. And we didn't have well, we had a fire extinguisher, and we bought uh, two cheap of one, and we had a, it had a plastic pull pin on it, like a plastic yep, release. I've actually had that problem and and had them fail many times. I would I definitely recommend get a metal handle handle mm -hmm. or a fire aid is actually a, I would say probably hands down the best best fire suppression system you can buy. Um, I actually have on every vehicle I own. I actually have two or three on every every single car I own. Even in my in my personal semis, I have some. They're just absolutely awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a uh, that's something good. Again, I've actually got uh, I've actually got one of those in my kitchen, <laughs> just in case. You never know. I had a grease fire a couple months ago. Didn't know what the hell to do, and then I ended up doing some research and got me you know some stuff to uh, not have it not, get wild. Not even comparison to a standard. Standard fire extinguisher will do the job, but yeah. not even comparison, putting it out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I want to talk for a second because I don't know, uh, are, you, are you on Facebook a lot? Yes, sir. Okay. So I have, uh, let's say I, I have done it. The, the media on Facebook has been circulating a lot about this, this new 2020 Polaris that's going to release next week. Uh, and this podcast is being recorded on Thursday night. It'll actually be released tomorrow morning, so everybody listening to it between now and then. Um, what do you think about the new Razor that's coming out? Uh, I think that that Polaris has always tried to, uh, you know, tried to stay top notch. They they had some really awesome, awesome machinery, and I guess nobody really knows for sure if that's that's the product it's going to look like or or what's going to be changed, but. We've had a, I've had a razor since the 800s come out, and uh, I feel pretty good about it. I feel like they're, uh, they're definitely going to step up and make some pretty huge improvements to try to, you know, try to compete with the X3. Yeah, I uh, agree. I agree. So I think they're going to try to, try to one up them again. Yeah, I think you're right, and and I'll be honest. Um, trying to think about what I want to say here first. Uh, if you think back to the Turbo S release when they had that. You know, if you Google Turbo S prototype or if you go back in your memory, that light blue Turbo S that was on stands and it didn't have a cage on it and it just had the Turbo S grill and the dynamic suspension, it looked like crap. And that was the leaked picture that made it out. And I, uh, you know, I've been circulating the pictures that the Kawasaki, you know, Honda Talon X3 hybrid that looks like it's going to come out. And um, I can tell you, folks, I really don't think that that's going to be it. I think that you know these prototype pictures that get leaked out are from a while ago, and they're never the final, they're never the finished vehicle. So you know, I think that we're going to end up with something that does look cool. And uh, I think, especially in the power department, well, let me ask you first: What do you think they're going to do to keep up with uh, you know the 195 horsepower Can Am that's going to come out? Do you think that they're going to release a new engine, or they're just going to add some horsepower to their already existing one? I feel like Razor's had the pretty much the same motor for, you know, quite a few years. They just changed some, like the Turbo S. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it's just some clutching and some computer tuning. Uh, I would probably, I would be willing to make a strong bet that they're probably going to come out with a, with a, you know, a three-cylinder or some kind of different different motor in general probably. Could be wrong, you never know about them, but yeah. I would assume it's probably, they're probably going to come out with a, with a bigger, different motor. So I will for sure get in trouble for saying something, um, but, you know, that's what they do. People give me leaks to be leaked. So um, I have it from one of the uh, one of the guys in the Polaris team, and that there's a picture of a patent that I, I put out, um, and it's a patent of the slingshot motor. And it's a four-cylinder turbo optional motor, and, and, you know, we did some digging and, and I actually found it in, the, in a group, and I got to thinking about it, and um, I contacted some of my sources, and, you know, the only thing that they would say back to me is, you know, I, we had a little bit of discussion, but uh, a conversation kind of ended with, uh, you know, I would be looking at those patents that got put out a while ago, or, you know, something along the lines of those patents, is, those patents look pretty neat, you know, those patents are pretty cool, and uh, I wouldn't, you know, Call it what it is. I'll just go ahead and say it here. I think that we're going to end up with a uh, four-cylinder option. Uh, you know, I think that if, I mean, three-cylinder maybe, 
but I think we're getting, I think, I think you're exactly right. I think we're getting that new, totally new platform. So, you know, you heard it here first, and if I'm wrong, so what? But, you know, my, uh, my sources have told me and, and kind of dropped a hint that um, we're going to be getting some big power. Big power. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. As a racer with a, with a, with a rig that works, um, is, is, you know, if it comes out and it's got 225 horsepower, is this something where you would make modifications to your chassis and put that motor in it as soon as possible? No, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty well, pretty well comfortable where I'm at. You know, on, on power, um, you can only use, you can only use so much power. You can only put so much power to the ground, you know, and make it work. Um, if, you know, if, if it comes and, you know, I just I can't stay with the the guys that's got these huge turbos and mm-hmm. and all these different powers, and it's always easy to just change the tune and you know add some turbos or you know change some clutching and and get a lot more power. It's they're definitely capable of it. Yeah, so okay, if, sure. if need be, if need be, I can, but I plan on just you know staying where I'm at right now. Yeah, um, Zach Davis is a guy who has the stage six tune for the Evo and. He's pushing some well over 200 horsepower in his buggy, and uh, that's a guy I, I ride with every once in a while. And um, you're right about the usable power. I mean, he can get nasty on some hills, but you know how much of it is going to the ground. You know, I mean, it definitely has its application because I've seen him slap paddle tires on there, and uh, it'll go nuts. But uh, you know, does it help? Yeah, probably. But who knows? You know, a lot of us driver too. So um, those current. Well, my reason I'm saying that is. Those current turbo motors will lay it down right now. So I'm curious to see what, uh, you know, if they push out a new motor, how much power they can really get running out of these things, you know? Yep, that is correct. That's good. Well, that's pretty much all I have, Sam. Uh, you know, if there's anything else you want to talk about, now's the time. I'll give you I'll give you a chance if there's anybody you want to give a shout-out to or anything that we missed. I mean, uh, anything else you want to say? Um, I'm I'm sure I'm missing a, a lot of people that's been there in a lot of companies. Uh, I just I, I want to definitely thank you know each and every company that's that's helped me out and uh you know had faith in in the racing and uh you know all the families and friends that's been there to watch and help and you know helped on the helped on working on the you know what people don't see on cameras and, and you know I really appreciate that and mainly all the people just coming out and and watching and you know, getting to see it and getting outdoors. Sure appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, if that's all you have, man, um, i tell you what, we'll, we'll go ahead and close the show up. If you'll stay on the line for me, um, we'll hit the uh, stop record button and we'll talk just a little bit about how I can get this to you. Um, but for everybody else listening, uh, Sam, it's been great to have you on the show, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the podium for the rest of the season. I sure appreciate it, sir. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I appreciate it greatly. Um, Pack Racing Springs, again, the UTV kits for the spring kits are awesome. Have nothing but good things to say about it. Has greatly improved the ride on my vehicle. Um, Primarily noticed it, not even really in the whoops and the fast sections, but I noticed it more uh, just general trail riding, just in the stuff that would normally kind of shake your vehicle left to right. That spring kit has soaked everything up and it's been great. Would highly, highly recommend that. Um, also check out their line of sway bars you know no line of suspension is complete without finishing you know the part that keeps it all together and that part is a sway bar the part that keeps you stable springs don't work if your sway bar is not there and your sway bar can be overbearing if your springs don't work right and blah 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 it's a cycle get with pack racing springs to get it figured out pack racing springs offers a code for us ror and they will get you hooked up with 10 percent off their entire website Pack Racing Springs has been great to us. Pack Racing Springs will continue to be good to you. I would not endorse a company unless their customer service was A1. And let me tell you, Pack Racing Springs is not an issue at racingsprings.com. Infinite Off-Road has also been very good to me. Their 25-year, you break it, they fix it warranty. Whips, rock lights, light pods, light bars, everything you can think of, they've got it. So again, check those guys out. They're excellent to deal with as well. My friends over at All Things UTV also carry the best deals on Journey tires. Uh, they're basically the big horn that should be on the car when you first get it. Um, 
Awesome deals, wheels and tires, axles, RS1, diff swap, everything you can think of, safety equipment, suspension components. They're pretty much like the one-stop shop for everything, not lighting. Um, it's great. I really enjoy them. And uh, again, shout out to Gigabyte Nutrition. Uh, again, helping me lose my goal of 50 pounds. We're halfway there in six weeks, and we got a little bit more to go. Um, hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast, and I hope you enjoyed the leak from Polaris. Have a good day.